Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now! What's up? Happy Tuesday! It is the 18th of October and welcome to another episode of After 9. Before we get too far into it, thank you to everybody who checked out the new evening radio show that Kat and I are putting out each day that airs on Fresh 93.1 in Barrie. We got so much great response last night to the first show. I'm still answering DMs. I didn't get a chance to answer all of them from yesterday, but thank you so much to everybody who took the time to listen. That's awesome. We uh, are doing some different things at night. It's going to be, people ask me the the details of how it works, and, and maybe we should take a second to explain. We are not actually in Barrie every night. Now, there's going to be some occasions where we will be in Barrie, but it's not every day. We are using uh, the best knowledge that we have of a great city and all of Simcoe County, really, to to do a show for Barrie. But we do it from our studio, which is the same place that we do the After 9 podcast from. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're going to hear some stuff that we talk about in our FM morning show on The Beat. And then you're going to hear uh, fresh <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> every, yeah. t- every time now, it's a pun. That one was not intended, but there's going to be plenty of intended ones. Uh, we're going to have some fresh content, though, for Barry and for Simcoe County, because uh, that's really what matters there, too. So it's a little bit of everything, and all of it and any of it that you that you hear on either of those stations, we could be talking about in the podcast, too, which you're, which you're obviously listening to, which means hopefully you like us. So we appreciate you all around, whether you are an FM listener in Kitchener, in Barrie, any of the surrounding areas, streaming us anywhere or listening to the podcast. Thank you. We're going to talk pizza coming up because something strange happened yesterday when I went to get a slice on my way home from the morning show. And I, I just I can't wrap my mind around eight toppings on one pizza. What? But, Somebody did that? Yeah. That's a special that they offer, and it's the most popular oh, thing on the menu, she really? said. So we're going to get to that. But first off, yesterday, some of our favorite people, Kat, Justin and Doug, came mm-hmm. out to do a news conference to announce Nokia is expanding their footprint here in Ontario, <laughs> and they're setting up shop in Canada, a big headquarters that's going to create 350 high-tech jobs. Great news. And there were some questions about that, but really people are asking questions about this public inquiry into the federal government invoking the Emergencies Act. And and Doug got asked specifically a question that maybe you're wondering as well. Why the hell are you not testifying, Doug? This is an inquiry into using the Emergencies Act. It was unprecedented. It was something that happened in Ontario, and you're the premier. Is it because he never, it was not his choice to do it? Well... Or is that where it gets kind of blurry? Like That's a great question because I don't even know. It's weird because yesterday we heard from the executive assistant to the mayor. Okay, the mayor himself doesn't testify until today. Yesterday his EA was up. And I would think if they're going to start talking to staffers in the mayor's office, it might be relevant information to hear from the premier. Now, this was Doug's decision. 
Sorry. This was Justin's decision, but Doug again yesterday doubled down on him supporting it. And this is why I'd love to have him on, because I want to ask some questions about this. First off, the answer that's got a lot of people talking from yesterday. Gallagher, CTV National News. My question is actually for Premier Ford. Um, there's an inquiry going on right now, today, about the use of the Emergencies Act by the federal government. Many of the witnesses who have testified, residents, businesses, have said that they were feel, felt abandoned by the police, the city, the province, and the federal government. So I'm wondering um, why you are not... Uh, one of the people who's testifying at this inquiry, but also if you can think back to February, do you think that the federal government was justified in using the Emergencies Act to lift the occupation of downtown Ottawa? Well, we have some of the top officials with the OPP testifying, and uh, yes, I I stood shoulder to shoulder with the the Prime Minister. Uh, These uh, folks were, were, you know, camping out everything from whirlpools, disrupting downtown, disrupting the lives of the people of Ottawa. Uh, we've worked collaboratively with, with the mayor and the, the, the prime minister over at the borders. They were holding up a billion dollars of trade every single day getting across our borders. We were getting phone calls from governors. It's unacceptable. Uh, myself and, and I know the prime minister believe in free speech. And if you want to protest, protest. If you want to come down to Queen's Park and do cartwheels. But if you disrupt the lives of the people of Ottawa every single day, disrupt the lives of economic flow across our borders, I have zero tolerance for it. Thank you. He didn't really answer the question, though. Doug, why are you not testifying? Was he asked and he refused? Does he just not want to? Do they seriously at this inquiry think that the Premier of Ontario doesn't have relevant information to contribute to this conversation? I mean, let's remember how it went. There was a blockade on the bridges. You just heard Doug talk about it. Doug invoked an emergency in Ontario and got that cleared within a day and a half. Justin did the whole federal declaration, and and that's what allowed all those police services to descend on Ottawa, and then they cleared that one fairly quickly. But they took it way, way, way further than Doug did. The feds were seizing people's bank accounts, and there were people thrown in jail and spent weeks and months in there. Seemingly unjustified when you consider people who have committed far greater crimes were in and out the same day. So there's a lot of reason that we need to have this inquiry. I I know some people are caught up on what Doug said yesterday, but a little nuance here. He didn't say, I stand shoulder to shoulder with Justin. He said, I stood shoulder to shoulder with Justin. That doesn't necessarily mean he would have done it if he were prime minister. And I'm not sure that he would have. Maybe he would have. I don't know that he would have. Freezing bank accounts, that was excessive. Doing what they did, commandeering tow trucks, arguably, that was necessary. I think everybody agrees the convoy had to be disbanded from the form it was in because it was going on way, way, way too long. I would have been happier if they'd just done it for a couple of weekends and called it a day. I thought they made their point. I'd also like to hear from Doug. Okay, that was about the inquiry. But Doug, do you sympathize with the people that went there? I know you don't like how they did it, but did you understand their point that they felt like they were having this vaccine forced upon them? Did you understand that they were there because they truly felt like nobody was hearing them when they said, we don't want this shot? Stop taking away our liberties. We don't want it. Do you understand? Do you sympathize with them, Doug? Because I know that your own daughter sympathizes with those convoy protesters. Do you sympathize with them? Do you understand what they're saying? These are all things that I'd kind of like to hear in an inquiry. And I don't know why Doug's not testifying. But either way, I don't know if it's his call. Maybe they truly didn't even ask him.
That's a question worth asking is why is the premier not testifying? But yesterday was a mess, Kat. They, uh, they knew days in advance, maybe even weeks in advance, mm-hmm. that this protest was going to go on for a prolonged period of time. For the police to stand up now and say, oh, we were caught off guard. Remember, that was the, the line. We were caught off guard. We didn't know what was going to happen. We had no idea how many people were coming. Now, CSIS has said they gave them intelligence reports to tell them roughly how many people were coming. And the hotel association got a reservation for a whole hotel for at least 30 days. They warned the city, hey, the protest organizers are telling us they're going to be here for at least a month. Do you guys know that? So the city knew, CSIS knew, for the police to say they didn't know and that's why they couldn't do anything with it. This is just going from bad to worse. I mean, the the police departments apparently couldn't even properly communicate. They couldn't understand the number of RCMP officers that were available versus the number that were deployed. They sent some people to protect the prime minister's office and left the street wide open for convoy protesters to walk in and take up more territory. It sounds like the whole thing got buggered up from start to finish, and this inquiry is great. I'm going to assume you're not watching any no. of the day to day. What's the worst that can happen here, though? Like, I mean, what's the worst punishment for either way? Like, what's well, I mean, just on the line, really, aside from some people's opinions maybe changing, what's on the actual line? Yeah, Justice Rouleau can do a lot of different things. Likely, these inquiries end with a series of recommendations. And in the recommendations, it could be recommended, for example, that there be some sort of a punishment or some sort of a penance. Not likely. He yeah. could recommend that this not be used again in the future unless X, Y, and Z happen. Okay. All right. So it could change the future future um, dynamics of how this whole thing works. So that's, and then maybe it's for the best. Yeah. I hope we're never in this situation uh-huh. again because yeah. I think it's an ugly stain on Canadian history. But here we are. It's, uh, it's really fascinating to me that Doug never got asked to testify. Uh, while we're talking about COVID, because it is in that vein, in America... Something very special is happening today. They've launched studentaid.gov. Okay. Studentaid.gov is for students to go and apply, and it literally is a five-minute application process. Once your application's approved, they're going to forgive $20,000 U.S. worth of student debt. This is specifically to take some of the student debt off the backs of students who got railroaded during COVID. Oh, they did, you know, students got so screwed over the last few years. They really did. So I'm glad to see that. Um, does this include your son, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? like We're looking into it. Yeah. I mean, he does go to school down there. He doesn't have a Pell Grant, but he does have a student loan. And hey, if they're going to forgive that, that'd be great. It is also applicable to Americans that are studying abroad. They can apply for this as well. Okay. So, so even if they're studying here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's Americans that go to school. And sure, there's here, lots. There, all yeah. over. Mm-hmm. So- How great is that, that the federal government in America realizes students got screwed. They paid for a full university experience. And let's be honest, down there, we're talking 30, 40, 50, $60,000 U.S. a year in some of these schools. Mm -hmm. And they got screwed. Now, our students got screwed as well. And we haven't done anything for them. But down there, they're at least getting the student debt forgiveness of up to $20,000. That's life-changing to find Absolutely. out. If you graduate with forty grand in student debt and you're probably thinking, how the fuck am I ever going to pay this off? And then they come out and do this? Life-changing. Sure. I think that's amazing. Absolutely. And as we have been for years, I am again calling on the federal government and the provincial government to step up and do something for our students because they deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's our future. One more note. 
uh, on the universities, Western has announced they're extending their mask mandate. No real change there. Okay. Seneca has announced they're getting rid of the vax mandate. Okay. The way they said it was really interesting. They said, our decision was justified by the federal and provincial government's actions. However, now it's become apparent that all levels of government are letting people make the choice to get vaccinated a personal choice. So we will no longer enforce our vaccine mandate as of December 31st. It was never a personal choice before? Uh, it, it, I mean, that's what all of the debate is about now. Right. Is, was it truly a personal choice or were yeah. you forced into it? Pretty, a lot of people did feel forced. Absolutely, yeah. they did. And, and But I think they dressed it as a personal choice at one point. You were an outsider. You were an absolute outsider, outsider disgrace of a person. Oh, but it's a personal choice. That's what they said you the whole I mean? time, right? Yeah. And it was so frustrating sure. because it was obvious it wasn't a personal choice, but they, was, they said it was such a smug thing too. Oh, Really? Well, it's your choice, but you if do you anything. don't, you're yeah. going to get kicked out of school yeah. and all your money's gone. That's and- right. You can't eat out. You can't go here. You can't go there. You can't do this, but it's a personal choice. You know what I don't like about this? I'm, I'm glad Seneca finally came to their senses, and I hope that the rest of the schools that are still enforcing this nonsense come to theirs as well, but they do it at such sneaky times. You'll recall when Western announced they were the first out of the gate to say you'd have to be fully vaccinated to be on campus this year. Mm-hmm. They waited until after students had paid their deposits. They waited until it was too late to transfer to another school. They waited until your acceptance at the other schools was withdrawn because they assumed you weren't coming because you said you were going to Western. They screwed people. And then once you were stuck having to go to Western, your choice was get vaccinated or take a semester off or lose all your money. Mm -hmm. That's a shitty choice. Seneca doing this now, everybody that's going to school there this year already had to go and get the shot to comply with this. And and the fact that they're going to leave it in place until December 31st, they can acknowledge right now on October the 18th that it should be a personal choice, that government considers it a personal choice. But they're not going to change anything until December 31st. And it's okay. wrong. It's so frustrating that, that these... I don't even know what to call them. I, I really don't know what to call them. But the fact that they're going to drag this out and prolong it and probably coerce even more people into getting their shot that they don't want. It's just sickening that this is allowed to happen and nobody is standing up to these people. It's crazy. Yesterday on my way home from work, I stopped in at a pizza place that I like. It's on Townline Road in Cambridge. It's called Pizza Experience. And as I was waiting for my slice to warm up, cat, I was reading the flyer. They have a special. It's an eight-topping pizza. That's a lot of things. Eight Toppings. That's a lot. I don't even know if I can come up with eight. Eight toppings in general or eight toppings that you would eat? Well, eight toppings that I would eat. I mean, sure, there's all kinds of toppings that are strange, but I probably would have trouble figuring out what those would be. Well, I thought about it and I thought eight toppings on one slice of pizza, unless you burn the shit out of that crust, that's just going to fall. It's going to be like a mushy mess. You can't just pick up a (laughs) slice of pizza with eight toppings on it and not expect every one of those toppings to just slide right off. She said it's one of the most popular things that people come in for. Really? People want this eight-topping pizza special. And as I think about it, for the life of me, I cannot figure out how you get eight toppings on one pizza and make it taste harmonious. It doesn't sound like something that's viable. Yeah, like do you go all meat? Do you do a meat mix of meat and veggies? Like, I mean, again, I'd run out of things that I think would taste good on it. 
You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm pretty simple with pizza, though. Like, sure cheese, sure pepperoni, I suppose. And absolutely, some veggies are great on there. It depends on the pizza. But uh, that's a lot. Give me, try. Try and create an eight-topping pizza that, taste good? that Kat Callahan would eat. One that you would put in your mouth. Oh, my gosh. Like you said, though, it's almost like soggy. It's almost like a pizza salad at a certain point. Right? So I would say, does uh, cheese count? Cheese counts. Okay, so cheese. So this would be extra cheese because it comes with sauce oh. and cheese. Oh, so it comes with sauce and cheese. If yeah. you order cheese, then you're getting do double extra. cheese. I wouldn't do extra. Um, okay, uh, yeah, so maybe... <laughs> I wouldn't put this together, but let me see if I can try to figure something out with eight toppings. So I'm going to go with pepperoni, with red pepper, uh, and, <laughs> green, and, and green pepper. That's three. And Five to go. Is it weird if I put feta on there? No. Okay. I don't like mushroom. I don't like olive. Uh, son of a bitch. I have a lot left to go. Um, I'm going to say, I guess I do extra meat. So maybe ham. I'm not even that big of a fan. See what I mean? This is where it starts to veer off course here. Tomato. Uh, broccoli it's not gonna taste good broccoli <laughs> and oh one more uh and um uh, green green pepper too did you i already, already say that pepper. fuck uh pressure's <laughs> on cat i told you i couldn't even come up with that many topics i like on my pizza a sausage i guess but i don't i don't want that that's too much meat there are people that will go in there though and order every piece of protein you can get Every meat you can get. So if you wanted to, because certain meat counts as two toppings, you could go pepperoni, bacon, sausage, ground beef. Chicken counts as two. That puts us at six. And ham? Ham puts us at seven. Is Uh there one more that we can put on? Well, they have spicy sausage sometimes because they'll have like sausage, but they'll have spicy sausage too. Sure. Could do sardines. You don't like that, though, oh, do you? No. no? Okay. All right. Terrible. What if it we try and make it healthy by adding green pepper to yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's going to change it. You know what I'm wondering is, I saw a flyer the other day. We talked about it when they first announced it, but Papa John's has what they call the pizza bowl. Ah, And yes. the pizza bowl is just a mishmash of toppings in a bowl. So forget the crust. The carbs are out. But you just put all the toppings inside a bowl, and I wonder how popular it is. I'd uh, love to hear from people who work there, because I, I think that it might be popular for some people. Apparently, like, the keto crowd loves the chicken Alfredo one or something like that. I'm curious, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, because when you say that, when you talk about pizza with that many toppings, I think, why don't you just get a bowl? Do you even want the crust? Is that even what you want? Because it's, like, it's, it's going to be probably, so, you'd have, like you said, you'd have to burn the shit out of it for it to even, like, form. For it to stay hard. Sli- for it to form a pizza slice. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. Otherwise How else could we get it hard? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to the, the pizza thing, I mean, I think that that's crazy to put that many toppings on because I don't know how your mouth even processes yeah. that many flavors per bite. That's a lot. But she said it's the most popular thing they have and people drive a long way to try really? and get an eight topping pizza for like $14 or whatever it costs. Well, that's the thing is my second, my, my other question about this would have been the cost because we know for a lot of places they might have like a pepperoni and cheese deal or a one topping deal or a two topping deal. Then next thing you know, it's escalated to eight. But if that saves the person who likes six toppings, if that actually saves you money, then sure, you're going to throw in a couple more or extra something for that. So I'm sure the cost is outrageous. Actually, we had someone text us uh, this morning about this and said that their, uh, their father-in-law Likes 10 toppings. 
on yeah, the pizza. Yeah, I mean... Like, that's outrageous. Just stop. It, outrageous is a great way to put outrageous it. Outrageous for two reasons, because he says that most of the time he treats them to pizza, and he stopped inviting them over, because it costs way too much money, because the guy didn't even think about it, and he's like, yeah, give me this, 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 15 toppings later. He's like, I'm not paying $72 for a pizza. So he's like, I just don't invite them over anymore, because <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't even. Where's your go-to when you order in at home? Is it a mom and pop shop or do you go like Domino's or a hot and ready at Little Caesars or a pizza pizza? Yeah. So I like, uh, there's a couple of uh, places that it works for everybody and that my kids like the pizza and I do like the keto crust thing. So for me, mom and pop shop is usually first. And there's a place, actually a newer place by my place called Saucy Bees. I go there. There's another mom and pop shop called MJ's Gourmet. That's pretty fantastic. And if not, if all else fails, be just just because of the amount of locations, Pizza Pizza is my is my go-to. Okay, I can't do Pizza Pizza anymore. No? No. To me, like it doesn't pizza, really pizza. taste like pizza. Oh, I love Pizza Pizza. It's really? my favorite. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not there. I love it. I, I'm uh, still like, okay, let me put together the perfect pizza, okay? Okay. Um, uh, what's the one with Dominic Permucci? Pizza Nova? Dominic Permucci here. <laughs> hey. Uh, Pizza Nova. Best crust. The best sauce goes to Gino's. Oh. However. Really? For f- efficiency and speed and accuracy, you can't go wrong with Domino's. They just never screw it up, and it's always there faster than you think it's going to be. So if you could combine the best of everybody together, great. Mm-hmm. Now, the X factor here. If you're feeling real gross and you just want something oily on your chin, you could go Pizza Hut as well. And it's it's oh, delicious. Oh, my gosh. But I have regret every bite I take at Pizza Hut. I think, yeah. fuck, do you know how far I'm going to have to walk to burn this off? It's but almost, it's so damn good. What do they do to that crust? Because it's almost like they, they deep fry the crust too or something. I'm not saying they do, but I'm there's something about that crust. Like you said, it's super greasy. Like, how does that happen? It's a lot of butter in there, I assume. They use a lot. It's because they cook it in a pan and then the pan goes in the oven. Right. So that creates right. all the stuff comes through, including gotcha. the cheese and oh, the meat. You know what's, and, uh, you know what's fucking gross too? Is that when I was in college, the all-you-can-eat buffet was our go-to because it was cheap and we're college students. Was so, that Pizza Hut or Pizza it, Delight? I can't remember. It it was, I think it was Pizza, I think it was Hut. Maybe they both had an all-you-can-eat, but I remember there was one specifically. I know I'm aging myself. It was three ninety nine For all-you-can-eat pizza? It was like, yeah. And if you went past a certain amount, I think you got charged something, but it was a stupid amount of money. So we would just go there all the time. Actually, in the States, you can still get it pretty cheap. I'm sure you know this. You you venture out that way. In Florida, in, in particular, CeCe's Pizza. Yes. It's great pizza. They still do all-you-can-eat buffets, but it's like six bucks. But still, that's a great deal. And you just eat all the shit. And it, by the way, all the side dishes are disgusting, though. Like, I mean, aside from the pizza, like all their like ma- macaroni salad and all that. Don't touch that shit. It's fucking gross. They just want you to fill up on that pasta and stuff. It's it's gross. And like the salad's like really half-assed, right? It's just like a bunch of romaine. Was it washed? Who fucking knows? But it's a big slab of romaine too. Like you really have to open up your trap wide to get that in there. And so forget all those sides. But just for the pizza alone, it's still like six bucks for a buffet there. There are buffets in America that we don't have here. And I don't even think they're widely known around America. But where's the place that they do the Little League World Series in Pennsylvania? Is it Lewisport or something like that? Maybe. Uh, in any case, they have an all-you-can-eat KFC. What? It's a buffet Shut up. of KFC. And in one, they've just got this big heaping pile of chicken legs and thighs. 
Then they've got the macaroni salad, the coleslaw, the fries. They've got a whole big vat of gravy, and you just scoop it on yourself. Shut up. An all-you-can-eat KFC. No, that's the thing. It's oh. like $7.99. Oh, you got to question that. Oh, I do. Every like, time. I've never once eaten it. I just it went ch- in to look at it and see what it's like. <laughs> is it chicken? For sure? Are we sure? Are we I mean, positive? we thought Subway was serving tuna, and then look what happened. So yeah. I don't know if we take anybody's word for it. I'm just saying that if you want, it it happens to be there. Sure. I should do that like on my last day. Do no. <laughs> you know what? No, do it. As I've decided an I don't want to be on this world anymore. I just want a KFC buffet before I go. As long as it's not too expensive, I say you do it anyway because you can go and you can grab a couple pieces and just like just just for the experience, kind of like the CCs, which I did. I just did it for the experience and just to see what happens. And it's a uh, it it really is like outrageous. It's the best way you can put it. I got a couple more things that I want to fit into this episode, and we're not going to go as long as we usually do today because, well, we're juggling three different shows at this point now. So bear with us while we get settled into the new routine. Uh, Netflix, Whale Dick, and, <laughs> and and our parents. So y- you tell me what order you want to do this in, but I want to get the Whale Dick in because that that's something that we're going to talk about tonight on our, our evening yeah. show on Fresh 93.1. Dude, I laughed so hard. Okay. Okay. How so does a whale lose ju- their dick? It doesn't fall <laughs> off. Did it get caught in a net? Do you want to start with this? Because yeah. my favorite is the way you react to that word. Okay. So a woman was walking on the beach. It was a TikTok moment. She discovered something had washed ashore. She posted it. And then people started speculating, wait a second. That looks like the penis of a whale. <laughs> Let me play a little bit of this TikTok for you. Here's a new one. What is that? It is massive. Like the size of my leg. Disgusting. (laughs) So with the help of TikTok and marine biologists, I think we have finally figured out what that weird animal thing is. It's a whale. Apparently, the males fight and they bite each other's things off. And then they just wash up on beaches all around the world. The, we, Ew. We've got a, a whole fucking ocean full of dickless whales. <laughs> what do they do after their dick's gone? They just swim around? Probably like, well, swim fuck. Swim around until they die? Yeah. What do I do now? <laughs> a male whale with no dick. I have nothing to offer anymore. <laughs> well, guess the uh, my lineage ends here. I'm just going to swim around until I can't anymore. It's amazing that there's so many facts like that. And apparently those are facts, by the way. We, we double-checked. We did our research. And that is one of the things that happens um, is that sometimes the... See, I thought maybe they did it so hard that the dick fell off or something like that. I don't know how they mate. I don't even... I don't want to think about it. You think they screwed their dick off? I don't... I didn't know. How, I didn't know how it happened. That's did not you, how it's but attached. But hang on. Did you think that another ma- whale would bite one off? Because I certainly didn't. No. Nobody should be biting anybody's Thank dick you. ever. I'm just saying like all these all facts. All mammals though. should have protected penises. There's no biting. <laughs> all these facts though that we hear, that's one of many that are weird, especially when it comes to ocean life. Like it's like we just ignore what happens out there until you find out, until one washes up on the shore and someone puts it on TikTok. Then we're like, that fucking happens. Like this is shit that's interesting in the world. Maybe not necessary to know, but interesting. Uh, and when it comes to like animals and the things they do and the rituals that they have, like I find it fascinating, but also really gross. Really, really quite gross. I hope that nobody touched it. Like nobody would have touched it, right? Did you see it? Oh, it's probably a delicacy in some part oh, of the world. See, I'll bet you there's people out there that love oh whale God, dick. Oh my God, they probably cook that 
fleshy monstrosity. Stop saying fleshy. That's such a gross word. Fleshy. You found a new word that I cringe when I hear. Fleshy. Kat, this dick is like my arm. It is huge. Oh, it's a whale. Yeah, I get that it's a whale, but nonetheless, I mean, I I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. that. That's a big dick. But anyway, it's gone now. It's just washed ashore. And like I said, I'll bet you there's somebody somewhere in the world that eats whale dick and loves it. Oh, it's a de- absolute delicacy. You're right. So again, that's going to be in our evening radio show tonight. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have the whole conversation again, but it's a weird thing that whales, when they fight, instinctively go for the dick. Isn't there some sort of a whale well, bro code or something like that? Like, well, I mean, when you think uh, about nothing below the belt, when you think about all the things that dangle off a whale, it's probably one that sticks out. So you just go for the obvious one. It's true. Would you rather lose your fin or lose your dick? Yeah, like I think, get that fleshy you, you thing out of here. I, stop saying. Ah! Son of a bitch. Okay, Netflix is cracking down. They yes. finally decided they want you to stop sharing your password, even though they openly encouraged that. it two years ago. Listen, isn't that so funny though? Because through the years. Maybe not two years ago, but even when they launched and when they started to get popular, which we would say, what, 2014, 2015, people started to really like give into the Netflix thing. Maybe, maybe a little bit later, depending on how far behind you were. But that's what it was at the beginning was, hey, yeah, share your, share your password, share with your friends. But now they're like, no, because there's so much competition. No. So they announced a while back, they're cracking down on password sharing and you're going to be forced soon. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. It's already happening in some regions. Um, you're going to be soon forced to create your own account. So if you're on your profile, I think everybody knows how Netflix works. You open up the Netflix account, there's profiles as you sit there. But for me, for example, I have my own, my husband has his own, my kids have their own, and then my parents, whom I share it with, have their own profiles. And it's all inside my account. So what they're going to do is crack down so that my parents aren't going to be able to access my Netflix account anymore unless I'm paying that extra money, which I believe, I don't know, it's somewhere around the six bucks or something like that extra on top of what you're paying per month. So the way, the way that they'll figure this out or the way you'll figure out you've been caught is if somebody logs in and they're not in your house after the drop dead date, you're going to get billed from them for them logging into your account, not from your home. Yeah, and I'm not sure how it works if it locks them out until you confirm, yes, they can reach it. I think they're going to do that rather than the approach of, I'm just charging. I'm, we're going to charge you no matter what. I think it's more going to be like, hey, heads up, someone's trying to use your account, not in your house. We didn't let them in. We lock them out. Um, we're going to go ahead and, and, and get, send you a bill, basically, and this is what you're paying per month to allow them to do it. Or opt out and say, no, they're not a part of me. They're not a part of this account. And then you can opt out that way. That's what, I, that's what I think they're doing. So it's not so harsh as to give you a bill when you actually, when your ex, for example, has your password or someone else has your password, you don't want them to. Imagine that your ex used your account and you got billed for it. Oh, yeah, my like that's God. What I, they're going to avoid that. But the news comes in, the new information that we have comes in that, Oh, don't worry, Scott. They're going to make your life easy, though. So when I inevitably say, no, I'm not spending that extra money on this person having my account, they're going to be able to move to port or or to move out their profile into their own account. So they could say, hey, um, you know, John Smith, I'm creating my new account because I used to be in this person's account and I can take my profile with my dumb little profile photo and and all my things on my list and the stuff I've watched in my history. And, you know, all those things. There's an algorithm to it. So it tells you things that you they think that you should be watching and things like that. It's all going to be placed into your account. And they say they found a way to do that because that has been, <laughs> believe it or not, has they claim, has been their number one complaint from doing this password crackdown. I'm, first of all, I'm sure the number one complaint is that you're doing the password crackdown. But yep. aside from that, apparently it's the profile switching that they've had problems with. So they're doing this so that when they officially launch everywhere, you're going to be able to just move your account to 
your own account. But probably for the best. I just hope that Netflix is careful because I feel like they're on real thin ice right now. Between this new tiered ad package and cracking down on passwords, obviously they've got a model for where they want to be six months from now, 12 months from now, and it's probably less subscribers than they currently have. Well, today's a big deal, Scott. Today's the quarterly results come in. Oh. Yeah, so the so most they're prepping investors result. for bad news, but it's okay because we've got a plan to fix exactly. it. Exactly. Like, it's all very, like, business insidery, but we'll find out those numbers. It's going to make headlines whatever they are. I feel like if they do better than they thought in terms of users because they did lose out on a lot of users, even if they added it, it's going to be headlines. If it stays flat, it'll be headlines. So we'll keep you updated if it's anything interesting. Geez, I did want to talk about the parents and generation stuff, but we can do that anytime. It's a good BuzzFeed list. Uh, one thing that will fit in, though, for sure, before we go is serious question, because I've seen the segment and sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's annoying. But I always thought, well, James Corden is just a jolly old man. Mm-mm. But there's some who are saying is he old. He's James Corden is just a jolly, <laughs> happy fellow. Be careful. I don't know how old he is. But as it turns out, when he's at a restaurant, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, so he just got banned from a very popular uh, restaurant in New York City. It's like a celebrity hotspot, and he's been there many years. This owner um, has been in place at this restaurant for 25 years and says he's by far the worst customer they've ever had, and it came to a head recently, I guess, where he like berated some of, the, of, some of their employees. He talked shit. He said, I'm going to give you a terrible review. Some of the things were like understandable to be upset with at a restaurant, like finding a hair in your food. Nobody wants to do that, but apparently like he was on the brink, like just freaking out about it, saying that he's going to get, he wants to get people fired and this and that. And the other thing was his wife got an egg yolk omelet and there was a little bit of egg whites in it. Sorry, she got an all yolk omelet? An all yolk omelet. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing either. What do they call that? The cholesterol special? It's a cholesterol special, yeah. It depends on your diet, but for some diets, it works well. Oh, yeah. Okay. I always thought we had to eat the whites and leave the yolks alone. It all depends. It all depends, right? But anyway, apparently there was a little bit of egg white in it, and he lost his shit again. So he just finally put it out there. Like it's one thing to like ban someone from a restaurant low key, but he put it out there on his Instagram. He put a picture of James Corden and said, "This guy, although he's a very funny, talented man, is a cretin of a human being." Really? Woo! Holy shit. Them some fighting words. So yeah. apparently he's a big asshole. And other um, restaurateurs have said that they, they, he, he acts the exact same way in their restaurants too. He's one of those. Did fame just go to his head or is he really like that? And what we see on TV is all put on. Because I feel yeah. like you can't be that happy and jolly singing Beyonce records with Beyonce in the car on TV at night and then go into a restaurant the next day and be a total tyrant to the minimum wage yeah, servers. I don't know. I mean, I will say this much. It's like I hate to be that person that judges or thinks that they know what someone might be about before knowing them. But I will say sometimes if it seems too good to be true, like, oh, it seems like a nice guy. So funny. So, so, so personable. Right. Yeah. I could see some people being not so much like that. So. As I understand it, when it comes to late night, Jimmy Fallon is as authentic as you get, although does love the booze and occasionally has problems with that. Jimmy Kimmel is one of the most connected stars in all of Hollywood. I mean, he should probably Mm -hmm. be on one of the most influential lists because the amount of people that like to hang with Jimmy Kimmel is, is pretty tangible. The thing is, he's probably not one of the funnier ones. You get to someone like Seth Meyers, who is very quiet, but- a nice guy. And then he's funny. 
I think he's super. Cool. I think, I've seen him do stand up, and he's great. Like, but so subjective. We know this, but it's so subjective because I listen to all those lists. Like to me, Jimmy Fallon makes me laugh. Jimmy Kimmel maybe not as as much in terms of his short jokes. He doesn't really have a lot of them, but man, he's good at the long game. Like he's good at segments. He's good at putting things together. That's like his shtick, right? Like putting together these prank videos and all these other things. He's so good at that. They're all good at interviewing too, I think for the most part. Seth Meyers is quick. That's what I like about Seth Meyers. James Corden, mm, to me, Trevor Noah's not funny at all. I don't think I've ever even smirked at a Trevor Noah joke. But again, it's subjective. So there's some people who think he's freaking hilarious that go watch his shows live and stuff. For me, I I don't understand him. I gave Trevor Noah a lot of runway because he was coming in after Jon Stewart. And Jon Stewart was a legend. He still is. And I thought, okay, well, he's just not as funny as Jon, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I've been waiting for years, and it's not getting any better. So I'm and now he's leaving. <laughs> and he's leaving now. So it was yeah. kind of a failed experiment. Uh, the other one is Colbert, who I hear right. is, next to Jimmy Kimmel, one of the most authentic of the bunch. Okay. And he's also one of the quiet ones. But I hear he's one of those guys who quietly gives away a ton of money to great causes, but oh. doesn't want any credit for it. If that's true, then I'd like to think, oh, so he's a good guy. If you told me before this conversation, James Corden is the worst of them all, I wouldn't have believed you. He doesn't have that persona. Yeah. Why is it that, see, all the late nights, they're all males. And we've known this for a long time. It's yep. male, male, male. But, the queen, but it's always the queens of daytime too, right? Because then you, like, you could get into the conversation of Kelly Clarkson, who to me seems genuine. She seems pretty real and lovely. Drew Barrymore's got her thing going on. Is she still recording her, her show? She I, is, yeah. Yeah, so she's still doing her thing and she's great. I just do find that interesting. It's like evenings are taken up by males and, and the women have like the daytime. Isn't that interesting? That is But interesting. there's something to the viewership, too, though. Well, Perhaps. I mean, we still have 45 minutes of one hour available in a day. If there's any networks that would like to change <laughs> that around and have Kat and I host their midday sure. or... No, we, we are available. We're a little busy, but we can make things work. <laughs> During the day, we're available. And after 11 p.m., we also have a few hours in the day if you want to just make us the yeah. host and we'll replace them all. Have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday, everybody. We appreciate you listening. A brand new episode of After 9 is coming tomorrow. And later on this week, we're going to have a conversation about cat and TikTok. Mm -hmm. This after a listener question to the new show last night. Yeah, pay attention to my social over the next little while and uh, I'll accept some questions because I've been getting questions about this particular topic for a long time anyway. Maybe we should do an Ask Us Anything at some point soon too. We could. We could bring that back. We could throw that in. Now we're planning at the end of the show. We'll get back to it, everybody. (laughs) See you tomorrow. Bye. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.